0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. i
2: a bit of a wiener snob. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score Nord Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three, it's Mackie and Judd with Rami. with Rami. Play clock
3: running low. Don't try to check it off. Looking at the slant. He's got it! There it is! The record.
2: Greg Jennings. And Brett Favre is the all-time touchdown pass leader.
1: Yeah, there's a reason why we played a Brett Favre highlight at the top of the show, which we will get to you here. In just a second, Mackie and Joe with Rami on Score North and the Score North app. We appreciate... All of you tuning in during your quarantines, life is a lot different these last 30 days or so. And Governor Tim walls uh, extended the stay-at-home edict. I don't know if you want to, whatever, stay-at-home Minnesota for at least through the first week in May. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that means uh, we're going to keep talking your ear off. And we're going to keep entertaining you and informing you the best we can here on Score North and Mackie and Jeb with Rami. And we have a ton to get to today. Write that down And an accountability session at 5 o'clock today. The Scoop with Doogie at 4.30 today. We're also going to debut in about 15 minutes. A new segment we call Way Back Wednesday Time Capsules, which we'll explain here very shortly. But uh, we got Rami in the quarantine room down the hallway. Jonathan, up, How are Across we? the glass. What's going on, Rami?
4: Doing all right. How's the room today? Oh,
1: it's nice.
5: It's nice. You've grown to enjoy the room it's a my lot. Own, it's my own room. How many? How many radio hosts get their own studio? That's just not used by anybody else. It's like I mean, me ho- and it's me
1: and Howard Stern. That's it. I mean, even Howard Stern has like who, who's the update gal that's been with him? for No, 30 she's plus behind years. a glass.
5: Okay, yeah. He has his sound effects guy, Fred. He's kind
1: of in the room. Fred's in there. He's
5: in there with him, but he's behind like a bank of computers, so Howard can't see him. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's pretty much you. You are the Howard Stern of scorn. That's Ryan always MacLeod. been. That's always been my <laughs>
5: aspiration.
1: But uh, this week on ScoreNorth.com, Judd Zolgad has been counting down the five greatest Vikings quarterbacks football. of all time. And who's on your panel? I know I'm on your panel, because Patr- I have my own list. Patrick
4: Royce, Matthew Collar, Phil Mackey, and yours truly. Okay, I so wasn't
1: called. Different generations of no, it's people not a Bears, Vikings It's not football.
4: a Bears list, yeah. Robbie. It's a uh, Vikings list. Yeah. I think it'd be fair to ask you to do it.
1: By the way, I don't even know if we have a list of five greatest Bears quarterbacks of all time.
4: Um, don't.
5: The Vikings hey, list is. Don't sell Sid Luckman short. All right. Jay Cutler. Is he like
0: one, two, three. And then it's like Jay Cutler actually, no. and Jay Jimmy Cutler Pan. is
1: one. Jay Cutler is the greatest. Rami, can you actually put this list together Do for us? You want me to? Yes. Bobby I'll Douglas? Right I'll work on it right now. Vin Sevens? Yeah, put this list together. We'll get to Rami, it. you there? We'll get to the yes. Bears list.
5: I had to reach for a pen, guys. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: So I've got my. You You gave us instructions that we should rank one through eight, right? Yes, and And then you you would go one by one. You'd post the the top
4: five with points. So
1: who's been unveiled so far on ScoreNorth.com?
4: Number five unveiled on Monday was Warren Moon. Number four unveiled yesterday was uh, Tommy Kramer, the QB of my childhood. Uh, And then number three today was basically the one-year wonder, and that's Brett Favre. Okay. Now, now I will say this: Randall Cunningham did not make the list officially. And that's the one where I will tell you flat out that Farve's presence is a recency bias. Cuz there's a really what's, Yeah,
1: what's the difference between Yeah, the two? there's
4: a really good case, but but that's what makes this list fun. And, and just quickly, I also think I think 1 and 2 are pretty clear cut, okay? Tarkington's one. But the other reason why I wanted to do this, boys, was 3 through 5 was so much fun because this is a franchise that's been around since 1961, right? And like you would think that you would have, I don't know, let's say four, if not five, just like oh, those are the slam dunks. No, it's it's tough, and it's really tough. It's tough, and the Green Bay Packers have had two quarterbacks since '92,
1: right? So and and well, and they've had three that are obvious in their history. Yeah, with Bart, yeah. and the, you can't even say that about the you can't say that there are just three like it's the top three and. Right. And then you can debate. It's I think number one. So I've got Fran Tarkenton number one, and then I will count from the bottom up. Okay. So we can preserve Perfect. some suspense. Perfect. I mean Fran Tarkenton. So I I value peak greatness over longevity, mm-hmm. but Fran Tarkenton had both. Mm-hmm. He played in the NFL for two decades, and throughout portions of those two decades, he was regarded as one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league. He was certainly one of the greatest scramblers of all time. So. Uh, if if my two general bins are peak greatness and longevity, and I put peak greatness ahead of longevity, Fran Tarkenton checks both those boxes as a Minnesota Viking. All right, let's go back to the bottom of the list here. Number eight on my list of all time. Actually, you know what, Jonathan? Let's fire up a little. I think this music needs music.
5: Here. I yeah, was just going to say this. that. Let's <laughs> I have another sound effect suggestion a little later in the show, but. What's what that? for Vikings quarterbacks is it a far away? Yeah, I was going to say what's that? That'd be,
6: that'd be for
0: the Bears quarterback.
5: No, I had this thought already, and then Chad tweeted it in. Masters sounds
1: today. Today oh. the Masters would have teed off. No, that would be tomorrow. Oh, was it tomorrow? Okay, but when, we can we can do, do that tomorrow. Three. Okay. Yeah, today would have been the par three tournament. Yep, birds chirping. But we'll, we can do Matt We can just do Masters music under the whole show tomorrow. We'll just have Masters ambiance. Sure. Some uh, babbling brooks. All right, so number eight, Teddy Bridgewater. Can we just drop in a hello, friends, every once in a while? Every segment needs to start with hello, friends. tomorrow. So Teddy Bridgewater is number eight on my great Vikings quarterback list. He's not a great Vikings quarterback, but Mm -hmm. your instructions were to rank one through eight. Mm -hmm. And, And I've got Bridgewater ahead of, I mean, I've got him ahead of Wade Wilson. I've got him ahead of certainly Christian Ponder. I've got him ahead of Brad Johnson. Because I think Teddy Bridgewater, at his best, was better than Brad Johnson at his best. Brad Johnson had more starts, I believe, as a Vikings quarterback. Mm -hmm. So, Teddy Bridgewater, number eight. This is where you might take issue. This is where our listeners might take issue. Because I have Tommy Kramer seventh.
4: Here's what I've been saying. And I I said this on Score North Live during Sports Dad Stories with uh, Rami today. If you didn't see guys play back then... And just look at the raw statistics. The raw statistics of a lot of quarterbacks, a lot, not all, in the 70s and 80s, make you want to plug your nose immediately. For sure. And you're like, oh, pew, look at the record. Look at the counting stats. Well, but,
1: like the record shouldn't be...
4: Well, but I'm just saying, you, like, you you can look at a lot of things and dismiss them. The area where I give them credit is they were sitting ducks and they were targets and the sure. league didn't care. And so I, wa- I watched Kramer play... Because when I went and Googled his pro football reference stats, Phil, they're not pretty. Right, and really the only... It's a difficult conversation. Even in the 80s, really
1: the only two quarterbacks that were just putting up numbers that you could compare to the modern era were Joe Montana and Dan Marino, right? And maybe a little John Elway in the late 80s. Yep. That said, I actually went through, because you're right, if you just look at, if you just... If you take Tommy Kramer's stats on paper and try to think of them in the same light as even like Kirk Cousins' stats right now, you'd say, whoa, this dude had uh, equal touchdowns and interceptions. That's terrible. That's what what Jameis Winston had last year. But I went a little deeper, Mm -hmm. and this is why I have him seventh on my list. I'm not trying to bag on him. I just don't think he's one of the five greatest Vikings quarterbacks of all time Mm -hmm. because I value peak greatness. His backup Wade Wilson made 48 starts for the Vikings during the 80s. I mean that right there. They they essentially had a, hurt a ton. Yeah, he was hurt a lot. They even even when he was healthy, sometimes weren't they rotating quarterbacks in the Jerry Burns era in the late eighties? At time they used to rotate quarterbacks in this. <laughs>
4: Well, I mean, there's so many things this league used to do. Do you remember when concussions were celebrated as a
7: great thing? Yeah, I got jacked out. That's awesome. One of my favorite videos.
1: Walk. One of my favorite VHS videos as a kid was NFL's greatest hits. It I love was literally forty five minutes of just like guys getting brain damage and and two guys yeah. watching and narrating and laughing. Let's, and- let's all be honest here. Let's be totally honest and transparent. If that was still being produced today. Yeah. Would
5: you watch it? Yes. I would absolutely watch it. Heartbeat. I'm, I'm here, here for miss, big hits. I miss Jacked Up on
1: Monday
4: yeah. nights. If as you, as well. if you plugged that that VCR tape into a TV in which you found a VCR today, I would sit down immediately, stop what I'm doing, and watch it.
1: Yeah, I'm here for it. And by the way, uh, I think I still have that video, so if you want me to bring it in, we can probably... Do we have a VCR Do we have a VCR? There's got to be. If not, we can pop prob- Oh, it's a, t- it's a TV station downstairs. They have a VCR somewhere. Old tapes? All right. We'll find it. I still have a VCR at my parents' house and all my VCR cassettes. Wipe it down. Bring it in. <laughs> <laughs> Might be too late. And don't kill your parents by giving them coronavirus. <laughs> I was right? going to say, that's not good. Okay, but, so but, yeah. but let me just finish the Tommy Kramer point, all right? right? So I think Tommy Kramer had one relative to the league, not relative to like modern stats. He had one big season as a quarterback. 1986. Uh-huh. He was a pro bowler. He put up big touchdown numbers. He actually led the NFL in passer rating, if you want to go by the stats. Uh, That was the only time in his career that he ever finished inside the top 12 in the NFL in passer rating. And so I think Tommy Kramer's longevity as Vikings quarterback throughout an entire decade puts him top of mind. Obviously, he took up a huge chunk of Vikings history as the starting quarterback. But he doesn't check the peak greatness box as much as other people above him on this list. All right?
4: Third grade Judd went to school wearing a Tommy Kramer jersey, man. Okay, that's all you that's need to fine. know about my voting.
1: Listen, I love third grade Judd. He was just... Totally biased. He was just... Uh... He was just wrong about timing grammar. All right.
5: Completely biased. Loves him. I love that Maggie is de- arguing with a third grader right now. <laughs> Telling
4: you your quarterback sucks. The scary thing? I, I was probably smarter back then.
5: Because <laughs> right. he started drinking in the fourth grade, and it was all downhill from there.
1: <laughs> uh, Amazing. All right. Number six on my list is Warren Moon, because for for a couple years there, in. in much like the Tommy Kramer era, the Vikings had a lot of night, lot of nine and seven throughout the eighties, a lot of nine and seven throughout the nineties, and uh, Warren Moon had one year that was one of the best passing years of his entire career with the Vikings, and so I, I might as well have those guys tied, but sure. All right, now we get to the five. Okay. Kirk Cousins is the fifth greatest Vikings quarterback of all time. Again, stats now versus stats early in like the seventies, eighties. It's hard to compare them, but. How can I leave Kirk Cousins out of the top five when he has the highest passer rating in Vikings history, mm-hmm. the second most yards per game, the second highest completion percentage, and a big road playoff win? He's the he's the fifth greatest Vikings quarterback right now. That, says, that, that said, I would not have signed him to a contract extension, but he's fifth. On. Did you not put him in your eight? I did
4: not put him in my, no, five. Okay. Yeah. He, he's outside my five.
1: Randall Cunningham, four. Because he's responsible, I know he only had one big year, but he is responsible for one of the biggest seasons in Vikings history. And his numbers and his contributions and being able to find Randy Moss that many times, well, you could just throw the ball up. Okay. It's a little more complicated than that. Randall Cunningham was wonderful in 1998. Mm -hmm. Number three, Dante Culpepper. At one point, I think you could argue for like a three or four year stretch, he was a top five quarterback. Certainly the year that he finished second to Peyton Manning, in the MVP voting. Mm-hmm. And then there was a couple other years where he was unstoppable as a runner. So, Dante Culpepper, number three. He also has the longevity box checked more than some of these other guys.
4: As a Viking, for sure, yes.
1: Not that long, but like five years, right? Right, right. Number two, another guy who was responsible for one of the greatest seasons in Vikings history, Brett Favre. hmm And Fran Tarkenton, number one. Those are my the only, greatest Vikings quarterbacks of all time.
4: The only one that I w- the only placements that I would quibble with with you to actually to the point of dropping the gloves probably is Culpepper and Favre. I would flip them. Okay. And have Favre third. But besides that, yeah, I mean this is the Cunningham one, I'm telling you, it bugs me that I didn't get him in the top five because Favre is there. And I cannot sit here and tell you unequivocally, this is why, and Cunningham does not belong, and Favre does. I can't do it.
1: Sure. And I think, like. So what, I would actually
4: agree with you on that one.
1: Yeah. Some people might ask, well, why do you have a guy in Tommy Kramer who played more than 10 years as mostly the starting quarterback for a decade, right? Why is he seven and a guy who played a year in change, Brett Favre, number two on your list? For the same reason, when I think of greatest twins pitchers ever, Jack Morris is one of the first guys that pops in my head. And for the same reason, when when you think about great running backs in the 1990s in the NFL, it's like Terrell Davis pops into your head. Terrell Davis had like three years. Mm-hmm. Jack Morris had one year Jack with the Twins, year, but because but with, they were with so great. running backs,
5: you almost expect that short, that short arc for them in terms of the peak of their career, right? Because that, that, the shelf life of a running back is so short for the most part. The Adrian Petersons and the Walter Paytons of the world, and Emmett Smiths, who are at the top of their game and as productive as any running back in the league for eight, nine, ten
1: years, those come those come around once or twice a lifetime. And I guess you could make the case, the counter argument that you know the short shelf life of a Vikings quarterback is a real thing too, historically. So true, some good, <laughs> some bad. I mean, you look at this list, and Fran Tarkenton and Tommy Kramer are really the only guys that were like long time starting quarterbacks. With the franchise, yep. Dante was five years. Brett Favre and Randall Cunningham were five minutes. Kirk Cousins is two years. Warren Moon was three years. Bridgewater was two years. Hmm. It's amazing. So there it is. You guys want my Bears list? Oh yeah. Yes, absolutely. Oh yeah, because I think the fire, the music I think it's up. going yeah, to make music. Vikings
5: fans feel good. Need some music, guys. All right, here he is. Here we go. All right, Rami's Rami
1: Rami McLaughlin, lifelong Chicago Bears aficionado. All Number all right. gonna, one He's going to try and find the five greatest Bears quarterbacks of all time. You want me to start at five or one? Five. Five? Yeah, number actually, five. No, no, I feel like the suspense is going to be more yeah, hilarious. I think, I think Mackey's right.
5: Okay, all right. Go ahead. Number one, I already said it when it came up earlier. Jay Cutler is the greatest quarterback in Bears history. <laughs> oh! There's no doubt about you it. you got to go Luckman, man. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Oh, my God, dude. That's amazing. Number two, he holds every passing record in Bears history. Touchdowns, yards, completion percentage, all of them. He holds every record. And Whining. He should be a Hall of Famer, and they sabotaged his career. Uh, number two. Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon is the second greatest Bears quarterback of all time. Injuries cut his career short. That's your Tommy Kramer. He is my Tommy Kramer. That's your Tommy. Number three. Never saw him play, but I understand Sid Luckman was pretty good for his day. Number three is Sid Luckman. I thought
1: he had to be one. Sid Luckman was in the 40s? 40s, 50s.
5: 50s. 40s, early 50s, I think. Before they were, uh, you know, throwing the football. A lot. Um, Number four. And this is where the list gets really sad. All right. Is Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman is the fourth greatest quarterback in Bears history. Where's Bob Evelini? And this is, I mean, go and look it up. This is legit. I mean, he did play in a Super Bowl. He did play in a Super Bowl. He put up a couple of statistically good, not great seasons, but that's all it takes to be number four on this list. And number five, the fifth greatest quarterback in Bears history. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Eric Kramer. Eric Kramer is the number five greatest quarterback in Bears history. That's right. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. He is. I'm telling you guys. I don't know if you remember. Yes. Of course we do. Short window. Mackie, you talked about peak. It's not about longevity. It's about peak. It's about maximum where you maxed out. I don't know if you guys remember. He put up Two really good seasons oh. for the Bears, and would have put up three, but he was injured in '95 and '97. He threw for 3,800 yards and 3,000 yards, respectively. 29 touchdowns and 10 interceptions in that 1995 season. Thrown to by guys Marcus Robinson and Curtis Conway, with Rashawn Salam coming out of the backfield, boys. <laughs>
4: I feel so much better about the Vikings list than I did five seconds ago.
1: So, wait, Eric Kramer's number five. Who who was knocking on the door at six? It's a good question. Um, I told you.
4: I mean, it's hard, man. Bobby Douglas. Jim Harbaugh? Jim Harbaugh is probably knocking on the door. How about the 70s, man? Is Avelini? Mitch Trubisky knocking on the door? Douglas. Trubisky,
5: like, one good season, and he's knocking on the door. He's yeah. not. Yeah, I'm serious. I'm dead serious. <laughs>
1: Trubisky has one good season, and he's knocking on the door of top five. (laughs) But you know what's amazing is it's not like the the Viking. Do you guys know where Mitchell
5: Trubisky ranks right now in all-time Bears passing yards? Take a wild guess on where Mitch Trubisky ranks all-time Bears
1: passing yards. He's got to be top five. He's number eight. Okay. He's number
5: eight after three mediocre seasons in the league. Hey, Romney, where's Steve Walsh? Dude, I loved Steve Walsh because growing up... Growing up, I loved the U. And when the Bears got the quarterback from the U, and also growing up, every year the Bears' backup quarterback was the most popular bear because their starting quarterback was never anybody's favorite. Uh, so Steve Walsh was the guy I wanted to run that team, and he eventually got the chance and then got uh-huh. hurt and also couldn't really. So you're saying throw the in football. this battle, you <laughs> yeah. your
1: you're top five Bears quarterbacks of all time, you get Eric Kramer number five. Eric Kramer's number five, so man. So if we're going head to head and we can match up. Number five for number five. I've got Kirk Cousins number five, but I but I've got Warren Moon six. I've got Tommy Kramer, Teddy Bridge. Like, I could put Warren Moon up against Eric Kramer on this list, yeah. But I've got Warren Moon on my bench, right?
4: Sixth. No, I'm not disagreeing with you, man. It's a sad state of affairs that I just laid out for you guys. Steve Walsh, uh, a, a graduate of Creighton High School here in St. Paul, actually beat the Vikings when the Bears beat the Vikings on January 1st of 1995 at the Metro in a playoff game. Completing fifteen to twenty three for two hundred twenty one yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Mm. Steve Walsh did beat the Vikings at the Metro in a playoff. You
5: game. know who's probably the guy who's knocking on the door? And I bet if we ask Roycey when he joins us coming up at the end of the show, he would say Vince Evans should be in my top five. Not a great passer, but could run with the football and That's made some school, and right? Made some things happen with his legs. Yeah.
4: Bobby Douglas, too, right, Rummy? Yes. Couldn't he run as well? Mm-hmm. I'm looking this up right now. Bears career passing leaders. Of course, I'm looking at it, Judd. So yeah, Cutler. Kramer's number five on the list. Yeah. Who's Billy Wade from 1961 to 66? You tell me, Judd. Well, I was born in 69. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember Billy Wade. I don't remember Ed Brown. Avelini checks in at ninth. Johnny Lujak? Johnny Johnny Lujak's a great name. By the way, look at
5: his position. Judd, look at his position. Hold on, i got to go and click on it. I'm him. looking at it on football reference. He's, he's listed as a kicker, and he's the 10th, he's the 10th highest-rated
4: quarterback in Bears history. Okay, it says, but he's
5: listed as a kicker. It says here that,
4: that Johnny Lujak played quarterback and defensive back as well on Football <laughs> Database. This is great. Johnny Lujack.
1: What's funny is the joke is really on us, like Vikings fans. The Bears, over. let's just go back to 1990, all right? And yep. the Bears just absolute... Comedy of quarterbacks since 1990. Yep. And the Bears have gone further than the Vikings cuz the Bears made it to a Super Bowl with one of those yeah, comedic quarterbacks. I don't
4: want to talk about that Rex right, Grossman, you right.
1: What was it like during the Rex Grossman era there? Like was the, was it was, I was it, a Grossman guy? Did it I was a Grossman guy. But were you a Grossman guy, no, ironically, no, or did no. you think
5: he was actually a good no, quarterback? No, I was in on Sexy Rexy. I was I was there for it. I was 100% there for it. What, what, I, do, what, what does it mean when you're 100% there for it with Sexy Rexy? I believed in the dude, man. I believed in him. I believed in his in his sexiness and in his abilities as a quarterback.
4: When did you realize that your belief was misplaced? No, I think, again, the Bears...
5: Ruin quarterbacks. I think Jay Cutler could have been great. Hall of Fame great in the right system in the right in the right organization. I think Rex Grossman could have been not great, but a good quarterback in in the right organization. The Bears do everything they can to ruin and break quarterbacks. It's what they do. And it's what your, they do to that
4: position. Yet they're still your team.
5: They are. I can't help it. Do you
1: consider replacing them at some point? Nah, couldn't do it. Remember when Cordell Stewart was the Bears quarterback in 2003 yeah. now that I'm looking at yeah, this Yeah, I remember list. that, Phil. Yes. I do remember that. He it was he was it. ahead of his time in fairness.
5: I he mean, not like by the time he got to the Bears.
1: Time. No, I mean like he probably would have been a star quarterback in today's NFL. Probably. Yeah. You know, I think like this like the Steelers just had him sitting back there throwing 450 passes and it's like, man, just let him be slashed, man. Slash. Let him be slash.
4: <laughs> forgot about that nickname. Oh, you forgot about slash? <laughs> he slash. was a great college player, man. He, <laughs> he was, was. He was. Fantastic. I loved watching Cordell talent. Stewart,
5: man. He was one of the more entertaining football players I ever watched. Slash. So, man. so
4: which, which Bears QB embarrasses you the most? Oh, that's like which? That's a which really one? Tough
5: question, Judd.
4: If you could disown only one of them, which would you? Who would you disown?
5: It's got to be Harbaugh, right? No. Now you know what? It's Cade McNown. You guys remember Cade McNown? Yes. Yeah, it's probably Cade McNown. For for, for the hype to, to performance, on the hype to performance scale, he was the most epic failure at the quarterback position for the Bears in my lifetime. Well, I forgot
1: that Cade McNown was a high first-round yeah, draft like pick, Yeah, thir- right?
4: he was like the third pick in the yeah. draft, I think. Man. <laughs> Mine, easy. It's Ponder. Yeah. It's the most embarrassing thing there was. Because Spurgeon Wynn, God bless him, just stunk. Yeah, Spurgeon but it Wynn's wasn't first-round draft, draft pick. But Christian Ponder and Trent Dilfer told us, gave us a play-by-play of why he was going to be a failure. And I remember at the time thinking, oh, come on.
1: Yeah, Ponder, uh, it's not his fault that he was drafted 12th overall, but... uh
4: But it's his fault that he posed as a quarterback. Like Spurgeon Wynn just came in like, hey, I can play quarterback. Christian Ponder was actively sabotaging the world of football by continuing to play that position. <laughs> Whole world of football. Yes, not just the Vikings.
1: The whole world of football. It was a wow. it was
4: a crime against football that that man masqueraded as a quarterback. Amazing. Well,
1: there it is. Those how are your top your top five Vikings and Bears there quarterbacks, right there. Quarterback. If we were doing Good Mount job, Rushmore, how sad Mount Rushmore is it when Rex Grossman is, <laughs> is getting chiseled in stone? Rex Grossman is like your Abraham Lincoln <laughs> on the side of that mountain, man. <laughs> that is a sad reality,
4: and we c- you've been we around this forever. with Lions
1: quarterbacks too.
4: But the the amazing <laughs> thing is, Rami, your team has been around forever. Yeah, Papa Halas. I know. Like at least at least we only got sixty one. Is it because it's windy sometimes
1: in Chicago, it's just tougher to throw a straight pass? I can't speak for like I can only speak for the
5: last thirty five years when I've been aware of what's going on. And I can tell you that every quarterback they brought in with potential, starting with Jim McMahon and ending with Jay Cutler, and even Mitch Trubisky I think has more than what they're getting out of him. They have done everything in their power to ruin them and sabotage their careers at quarterback.
1: Okay, I never thought I would utter these words in public. I have a Cade McNown question. Oh, God. So most of the time, even with Christian Potter, I'm going if, home. I'll see you guys if later. you're a first-round pick— <laughs> I'm turning the channel and I'm on the show. If you're a first-round pick <laughs> and you're a bust, yeah. you at least, even with Christian Ponder, you at least hold a clipboard for a couple years, right? Like, If you can't make it five or six years as a first-round pick, even as a backup, something's gone completely wrong. All right, so Cade McNown was a first-round pick in 1999, and the last time he played a snap was 2000. <laughs> Is that right? That's so, right. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. So he went from 12th over. He was 12th overall oh, was in 1999. 12?
5: Okay, I, I overshot. But he's, right.
1: a, but he's a high first-round pick quarterback, and he's just out of but the I league No, I could have sworn he went to Seattle.
5: No, that can't be right. Those, that's got to be only his Bears numbers. That can't be his whole career. I don't know, man. Because I could have sworn he went to Seattle after he left the Bears. Boy. Nope, I'm thinking of Rick Myer. Oh, God, I keep getting more sad. <laughs>
4: Notre Dame's own. <laughs> That's what a Philly's got. I'm to hit that quarterback in the face. I want to do it. You like that?
2: You like that?
1: <laughs> Gentlemen, when we come back here, Darren Doogie Wolfson from 5 Eyewitness News and the Scoop Podcast. God, Rick Myer. What are the Vikings up to? Are there, are there still moves to be made for the Vikings? Things have been really quiet for oh, a couple of weeks. Tom just reminded me, Cade
5: McNown told Bears fans not to come to the games if they were going to boo. Then was traded to Miami.
1: (laughs) That seems to be a thing with Bears quarterbacks because now Mitch Trubisky's saying, let's keep the TVs off in the locker room. Thanks, Mitch. uh,
4: He he was done by
5: 2002. you breathe in the positive energy. Breathe out. San
4: Francisco, or yeah, he, he bounced Chicago, Miami for a year and a one. San Francisco in 2002 has not been seen since for Cade a run. not just out of football field. He's just gone. <laughs> He's on milk.
2: You think you like football? Trent Dilfer doesn't just really like football. He loves football. That not is playing fast. They're getting up and snapping
7: the ball. The Vikings are really, look at that movement. Those big guys for the Vikings are on skates.
2: Football!
0: Football! A quick thank you to DennisKirk.com for supporting Score North and Mackie & Judd with Rami. It's obviously crazy times right now, but one thing you still can do is get out and ride. And the weather seems to be telling us it's time to get you and your motorcycle ready for this year's riding season. DennisKirk.com is a Minnesota-based worldwide retailer of parts, accessories, and apparel for avid bikers of all kinds. Whether you ride a Harley, cruiser, sport bike, dirt bike, or any other type of motorcycle, they have what you need. Over 160,000 products in stock and ready to ship today. DennisKirk.com not only offers a huge in-stock selection, but also guaranteed best prices, fast same-day shipping, and a satisfaction guarantee. They truly are the best in the business. Order by 8 p.m. and get it tomorrow. $89 orders ship free, and they pay return shipping on helmets and apparel products. DennisKirk.com. Order today. Get it tomorrow. Jonathan here with the Score North download. You can join Score North as we partner with the Ronald McDonald House Charities Upper Midwest to help make sure our area children continue to receive the meals and care that they need during the coronavirus pandemic. Thanks to Luis Rise and the Minnesota Twins. One lucky person who makes a donation of any amount will receive a signed Luis Rise Minnesota Twins jersey. Your contribution Enables the Ronald McDonald House Charities Upper Midwest to continue to provide critical services to families dealing with a child's health crisis. To donate, please visit scorenorth.com, keyword donate, also over at scorenorth.com right now. If you're just joining us and you missed the previous conversation in the last segment, Judd Zolgad has the number three quarterback in his top five quarterbacks, Vikings quarterbacks of all time, with Warren Moon and Tommy Kramer already being announced. Check out who number three is over at scorenorth.com in the free scorenorth mobile app right now. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mackie and Jonathan Rami.
1: Thank you, Jonathan. Let's get to our guy here from 5 Eyewitness News, from the Scoop podcast, which you can find on Apple, Spotify, or the free Score North app. He is Darren Doogie Wolfson for his weekly Scoop session. And, Dug's, we got we're two weeks away from the NFL draft, and the Vikings have to prepare a lot differently just like all the other uh, organizations and front offices, but we're also still in the free agency window to some extent and the trade window, and it feels like things have just con- kind of gone silent for the Vikings over the last two weeks, even though there might be moves to be made still. So are you are, are you catching any steam, any Vikings-related things? Let's start with free agency first or trade first, or is all quiet right now? All is
8: not quiet, by the way. Hi, Phil. Hi, gentlemen. Happy hump day. I'm curious, by the way, Judd, where Spurgeon win? Where does Spurgeon Wynn rank on your all-time Vikings quarterbacks list? You can answer that off air if you want. He tried, Doogie. Doogie, he tried. He did. Yeah, he absolutely did. Yeah, there are many, whether it's Joe Webb, Spurgeon Wynn, any number of, of great Vikings quarterback stories we can tell over the years. But I love no, that, I that you throw questions.
5: Spurgeon Wynn out there and then pull the old, I'll hang up and listen for my answer. That's great. Yeah, I
9: know. <laughs> the listeners don't
5: really give a belief
8: about Spurgeon Wynn. So I'll answer Phil's question. They have kicked the tires on, on former Bengals defensive back, cornerback, Drake Kirkpatrick. They've kicked the tires on, on a restricted free agent cornerback who spent some time with the Cardinals and the Rams, Kevin Peterson. I do see them eventually adding a veteran cornerback. I don't know if it'll be before the draft, after the draft, but I do foresee that happening. I also wouldn't rule out maybe another move on a wide receiver. In fact, I just got off a Zoom chat about this for name-dropping with Adam Thielen. I mm-hmm. caught up with Adam Thielen, and Adam made it sound like, because I said, hey... All sorts of change, and, and he said, hey, you know, more help is coming, whether it's the draft and or free agency, but certainly Adam didn't dismiss the possibility of them bringing in yet another free agent wide receiver. They already brought in Tajay Sharp, but yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty slow right now, Phil, just from the standpoint of, you know, you can go up and down the list of so many available guys, and, and a lot of these guys have, have medical question marks. You know, so so when can your team doctor administer a physical? When can even any doctor administer a physical? Like, some guys in the first wave of free agency were able to undergo physicals. Like, I talked to Eric Murray, the former Gopher, the other day. He signed a big-money contract with the Houston Texans. He's in Florida right now. The Texans set him up with a doctor in Florida before things shut down in Florida. So he underwent a physical. The Texans approved everything. He was able to sign his contract. They emailed it to him or PDFed it or whatever. So he was able to officially sign his contract. But for a lot of guys right now, Phil, they just can't get in with a doctor. So we're in this holding pattern.
4: So I've been giving this whole thing thing some thought, too, because, as Phil said, this whole thing, free agency-wise, has slowed down so much. Clowney not signed yet. Do you think that there is a chance now – given the circumstances and, and that these are anything but normal times in life and sports, that Griffin comes back here? Because the whole thing with I'm gone a year ago or next year makes perfect sense, right? And, and then if you come back and say, and grovel, it's embarrassing. In this case, I don't think it is, and I think there's a case to be made that given Everson's past problems, uh, staying in a town he knows with a team he knows on a reasonable one-year contract, makes sense. Do you think that there's a chance that these two sides get back together at this point because of all those things?
8: Judd, I will tell you what somebody incredibly close to Everson told me about five or six days ago. It was, quote, the ship has sailed. Okay. Now, that being said, I understand where you're coming from. I also understand how mutual the love is between Mike Zimmer and Everson Griffin, Andre Patterson, co-defensive coordinator in Everson Griffin, Les Pico, who's who's an influential member of, of the front office, does a lot of behind-the-scenes work. He was he was instrumental in helping Everson overcome a lot of the, the personal issues he had in 2018. So to me, like, never say never, right? As long as he's out there on the open market and everything you laid out makes complete sense, I wouldn't dismiss it. But I do need to tell you that somebody who knows Everson incredibly well did tell me within the last week, because I checked on that. I was very curious on that. And this individual told me the ship has sailed.
5: Is there any apprehension about how this virtual draft is going to go? I know some GMs have expressed displeasure with it. Has any of that been coming from Minnesota about the way this whole NFL draft is going to go down?
8: Well, what I can tell you, Rami, is Rick Spielman voiced it that, that a couple weeks ago he was hoping to push the draft back. He was in favor of this thing not taking place, what two weeks starting, I guess what, two weeks from from tomorrow. Now in terms of you know, the technology and, and people being able to you know, tap into these Zoom chats, and even, you know, I saw Adam Schefter put out a tweet a couple hours ago that there's some apprehension from some front office personnel with, with IT people coming into their individual houses. You know, you just don't know where these IT people have been. You don't want these people in your house setting up all the technology. You know, so I know league-wide there, there is some apprehension, but specifically with the Vikings, the only thing I can tell you, Rami, is I know Spielman was in favor of pushing the draft back.
1: There, there's some intriguing Gophers players here to discuss, Doogie. Antoine Winfield Jr. Um, is probably the one that's projected to go the highest right now, but what are you hearing about Gopher football players, not only as it relates to their draft status, but maybe even as it relates to the Vikings' interest or uh, potential to draft Gophers players?
8: Well, yeah, I mean, keep in mind, Phil, the Vikings were actually supposed to host over 30 draft prospects today, yesterday and today. All those Gophers. We're going to be in Egan because local guys or guys that went to a college, you know, close to the NFL team, they don't actually count toward the, the 30 list. So you can have 30 draft prospects come visit, then you can go over the 30 allotment with, with guys in the area. So the Vikings were about to welcome all these gophers over the last couple of days. So they've certainly done their homework on all those guys. I know they had a recent uh, FaceTime chat with running back Rodney Smith the all-time leader in Gophers history and all-purpose yards. I know running back's coach, Kennedy Palomalu, had a FaceTime chat with him. I know the 49ers are showing some interest, the Panthers, the Dolphins, some other teams, in Rodney. I don't know if Rodney gets drafted, uh, but he'd be one heck of an undrafted free agent signing. I know that. On Antoine, I know he's done some FaceTime chats with the Bengals, the Bears, the Falcons. I have the list somewhere. Those are three teams. I actually didn't confirm that the Vikings had a FaceTime chat with him, but... But I'm just telling you, he was supposed to visit here, so presumably the Vikings have had a FaceTime chat with him. Tyler Johnson actually worked out for a team. An NFC team flew up here, an unnamed NFC team, but an NFC team flew up here before things shut down, like right after the combine, and put him through a, an extensive workout. I know the Vikings have shown some interest, the Packers, the Browns, the Raiders, the Rams, so those are the teams, and you know, heck, somebody could draft Tyler, that's not one of those teams, but those are teams showing interest in him, and Kamal Martin, I know the Vikings have done a bunch of homework on him, I talked to Carter Coughlin the other day for, for a TV piece that will air early next week, the Vikings certainly have shown interest in him, so have the Lions, the Jaguars, the Cardinals, the Rams, Chris Williamson, former cornerback for the Gophers, has done a FaceTime chat with the Vikings, I don't think he gets drafted, but he's got a chance to land with, with a roster after the draft, Sam defensive tackle from Maple Grove, Thomas Barber, linebacker from Robbinsdale-Armstrong. All these guys will have a chance to at least go to a training camp. Best guess
4: right now, is Anthony Harris uh, staying on the franchise tag, or is he traded around the
8: draft? It's fluid. I mean, you guys asked me that last Tuesday, and I said things were trending toward a long-term deal. Mm -hmm. And talks continued Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, died down over the weekend. And the talks weren't trending in the direction that, that the Harris side had hoped. You know, they hope to structure the contract a, a certain way. You know, and clearly they're they're fighting a little bit over, over the guaranteed money. You know, but but could the Vikings make a new offer at some point and just seal the deal? Sure, that absolutely could happen, Judd. But at this point, is is a trade possible too? Yeah, it is. I mean I think of the three scenarios. He plays out on, on the franchise tag, so he's here in twenty twenty just on the one year deal. Mm-hmm. Him being traded or him signing a long term deal, I think of of those three the least likely It's him playing out the year on the franchise tag. So we're looking at one of two scenarios. He either signs a long-term deal here or he gets that long-term deal elsewhere and the Vikings end up trading him. I think things will pick up draft week. You know, any team that that has trade interest, I mean, I've mentioned, you know, the Giants, the Browns kicked the tires previously, not so much anymore, or some other team, they want to see what it would take to sign him to a long-term deal. Right, So you're not going to trade for Anthony Harris the Saturday morning of, of you know, the day that the fourth round starts, you know, not knowing what it would take to sign him to a long-term deal. So, yeah, I think talks will pick up Monday or Tuesday of draft week. All I'm saying, Judge, because I can't predict exactly how it will go, I'm just saying at this point do not dismiss the possibility of the Vikings trading him.
5: Anything on the Dalvin Cook front?
8: Nothing yet. It will pick up eventually, Rami, but no. Uh, talks have not picked up on, on a Cook extension so far. Alright, let's switch to baseball here because
1: Major League Baseball and Rob Manfred and whoever is pulling the strings on this little trial balloon that was floated out through Jeff Passan this week. Uh, baseball is clearly trying to gauge interest and 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 sort of kick the tires on logistics for quarantining everyone in Arizona, including the Minnesota Twins, and, and playing potentially multiple doubleheaders a week, and playing multiple teams in spring training facilities, so Uh, What are your personal thoughts on baseball's attempt to, to make it back sometime in May or June? May seems ambitious. And have you talked to anyone or gotten a feel for what the Twins might think about this plan?
8: Well, my own personal thoughts, Phil, I think June is ambitious. I really do. I mean, I continue to be pessimistic about seeing any sports anytime real soon. And specifically on the Arizona idea, I'll defer to a buddy of mine who covers the Diamondbacks for the Athletic, Zach Buchanan. His wife is, is in, the, in, the, in the health field. Uh, just check out his, his Twitter page. I mean, Arizona is going to spike here yeah. in a few weeks. I just don't know how you quarantine everyone. Then what about, you know, even hotel workers? Would you then quarantine hotel workers? I just don't know how logistically you would pull this all off. I get them trying to come up with ideas. I mean, what the heck else are they going to do right now? There are so many dollars at stake, so many livelihoods. Professional livelihoods at stake, I understand it. But, Phil, I just, realistically speaking, I don't see a path where we see baseball games, real baseball games, anytime real, real soon. Is August maybe a possibility? Maybe, or September. But I just don't see how in May or June that it's possible. Testing changes
5: everything, right, Doogie? And there are reports out there that... Uh, more abundantly available and faster resulting tests are going to be coming to the United States in, in early May. If that's the case, that kind of changes everything, right?
8: It does, Rami. Although, how readily available are those tests? Right? Are we taking tests away from the general public? You know, is there favoritism with with these professional athletes? I don't think Major League Baseball wants that perception out there, or any right. sports league. You know, to me, it, it comes down to when do they find a vaccine? I'm hopeful. So I say when, not if, you know. but it might be a year from now. It might be nine months from now. But I do think eventually they find a vaccine. I think that would solve a lot of things. But in terms of, of the rapid test, it sounds good in theory, Rami, but I just want to make sure that the general public is taken care of first. Absolutely. Do you've got about 60 seconds
1: left, so empty the bag and give us some rapid-fire scoops here, if you will.
8: Sure. The Vikings have also had a recent FaceTime chat with Sean Cornell, former Ohio State Buckeyes defensive tackle. He went to Creighton Durham Hall. So note that. I talked to Tyrell Terry the other day. The full interview is on the KSTP.com sports page, KSTP.com backslash sports. Tyrell Terry, D. LaSalle High School, Stanford, uh, was all Pac-12. Great player. He declared for the NBA draft, but he will not hire an agent. That being said, I can tell you, Phil, that I know a team picking in the 20s that thinks the world of him. Now, I don't know how they have their draft board stacked. Maybe somebody else falls to them. but But they would consider this is a weak draft. They would consider using a pick on a kid that clearly needs a good year to develop just in terms of his strength. But in terms of his knowledge, his shot-making ability, I mean, 89% from the free throw line, 41% from three-point range, there's a lot to like about Tyrell Terry. So I guess I would not be shocked if ultimately he does hire an agent and stays in the draft. On Daniel Okuru of the Gophers, he is close to, to hiring an agent. It'll be a big-name agent. Uh, and the feedback he got from from the draft advisory board that just came in the other day, I'm told was was incredibly favorable, and they're they're pretty conservative on that. But they pretty much told him there's there's about an eighty percent chance that he's a first round pick. Doogie, thanks for joining. And if people want to catch Doogie's
1: podcast, you can find it on Apple, Spotify, or the Score North app. It's called The Scoop. Just uh, search The Scoop, The Scoop of Doogie, and we'll catch you again next week, friend. See ya. I appreciate it. Take it easy, Phil. Stay safe. All right, uh, Doogie from Five Eyewitness News downstairs. So. Sounds like the Vikings are still active. They're still looking at free agents, and the Everson Griffin ship may have sailed, which isn't entirely shocking. No, it's not shocking. But uh, we'll see. They're that's looking they at do. free
5: agents, but with what money? Like I go to the mall and I look at cool shoes, but I'm not buying any of them, dude. Because maybe have, they're right.
1: maybe they're window shopping.
5: I
4: I think they're doing. That's what they're doing. I think that they are probably allocating somewhere the uh, cash that they would have to give to Harrison on that or. or um, Anthony Harris, I should say, on, yeah. on that franchise tag, my guess is that just bought them time. I don't see any way that they pay those side-by-side safeties that much in 2020. Do you guys?
1: Uh, I actually do. I actually think there's a chance. If Mike Zimmer has a ton of influence, he's not necessarily thinking about you know salary cap game theory and where you should be allocating money. He's thinking, I want to put those two guys next to each other because they're both really good. And if he's going to get his way, then salary cap allocation doesn't matter as much. So I'm not saying it's the likely outcome. That's how they
4: got themselves in a whole lot of trouble. I
1: know. But have they learned? I don't know. Maybe Mike Zimmer doesn't care, and he has influence. Yeah, maybe. So, all right, gentlemen, uh, we've uh, put our heads together on a few new segments here throughout the week that you've probably noticed. We've got our cliché Mount Rushmore Talker of the Week. We've got Action Movie Rewind on Fridays, but we always have certain things that come up on this show where... We do the old, you guys remember such and such from such and such when you were a kid or growing up a sports fan. So we thought, all right, let's make it official. Let's just call these Way Back Wednesdays with Mackie, Judd, and Rami, where we dig up time capsules, so to speak, to see what's inside. We can all uh, we can all take things out of the time capsule. Okay. And um, I'll start us off. All right. All right. Do you guys remember... When Home Shopping Network used to sell baseball cards in the late 1990s, maybe even going back to the early 1990s. No, I just went and shoplifted mine from the local card shop. Well, that is not ethical (laughs) or legal. Wait,
4: hold on a second. (laughs) I'll be sending that audio to the cops. You were delinquent? You would steal baseball cards? Are you serious? <laughs> no
5: comment. <laughs> I
4: plead the fifth. Wow. No, I wonder why
0: they've been going missing from the bullpen over No, there.
4: that was. Nice hire, Mackie. That's a different <laughs> time. Wait a second. <laughs> nice job, Phil. People, Look, we did have Runny's money. been stealing we the had, cards from the bullpen, no, too? No, When no, I was a kid, we were very poor, all right? Okay, I feel bad for you. That's not a reason to steal uh, right. cards. I'm not so. saying it was right. I'm just saying I was young and poor and wanted things, all right? So, I'm sorry, Phil. Why don't you go back With to your field
5: goal?
2: steve young rookie cards <laughs> talk about sets to collect for the future um, you're looking at them right here sets you- to collect for the future these are them look at the future value the right now the book value is 280 dollars for both sets book value 280 dollars
1: Don West, baby.
2: We are going to do this under book, and they are near mint to mint, and you're <laughs> Dude, talking about two I seconds. I used to, to sit up for hours month.
1: and hours watching Don West pawn off these boxes of tops. We got wax boxes. Why is he We yelling? got 1984 Why Mark McGuire.
5: It was back in the day, man. It, it almost feels like somebody is forcing him to
4: sell these cards. <laughs> He's really upset about it. At that, t- at that time, on... TV, guys selling stuff, and, and those special shows that were clearly bought ordinarily, I think, on Friday nights or Saturday mornings, the bookie shows, they would all yell. Oh, yeah. Was that I've the, got, sa- was that the you've same? You've got a TCU. It's unbelievable. The deal I've got. You're going to want to bet your house. Was that the same guy who would
5: sell knives on the Home Shopping Network and would yell about knives and throw them into pieces of wood to show you how sharp
3: Jonathan, they were?
1: just do a search in YouTube for Don. Just do Don West Home Shopping Network. Don West also was a wrestling announcer in the mid-2000s, I believe, for TNA Impact. That explains a lot. And he would announce wrestling matches the same as he would announce wax boxes from right. the Home Shopping Network. <laughs> he was a very excitable Don guy. Don West. Hold on a second here. I want to look at The
0: list of videos that come up. Just click on a random one. Let's things. just get
1: some Don West here. <laughs> one second. Love me some Don West. Phil Hughes has a a YouTube channel with, like, 30,000 subscribers where he just, like, opens packs of cards. It's not as
4: much fun, though. Don West is more fun. Oh, here's a good one.
2: We could have showed this to you the other... uh, last weekend, and we didn't, and we apologize. But you are not going to believe this. Uh, This item here, and this item here, I've already had people telling me... They foresee this to go and... Eventually, be a two and three hundred dollar piece, and maybe higher. What's he selling? Where do you see it? This is the Jordan wallet. Now, I want you to see this SF four hundred six to the Jordan commemorative stamp. Open this up. Do you want to know what you oh, see right there? This guy's great. That is the very first actual postage stamp of Michael Jordan. I mean, it, is, it is an actual <laughs> postage stamp. That's what's neat about it. SF 4062. six. Here is my F406. credit card right now.
1: Just take it from me.
4: Oh, Take it from me. Wow. Oh,
1: wow. Don West, is. man. Pawning off baseball cards, Michael Jordan stamps <laughs> on Home Shopping Network. Wow. That was something right there. How mean, how many cards did you steal in your...
4: Yeah, audiences? I want to know more about this. Now I really have yes. to... Statue limitations. Yes, you said it. We and have to you say brought it. it up, so... It's been, it's been, it's been five years. <laughs> oh, no, it's been more than five years. So, yeah, like what types of cards? Full packs? Just packs. Blacks packs?
5: Yeah, we would just, you know, shove packs in our pockets. And got, you got away with it? Never caught? You know, and I feel like now I'm teaching kids how to shoplift, but one of my go-to tricks, and I'm not proud of this, again... <laughs> But one of my go-to tricks was I would like accidentally knock like a whole box of packs of cards onto the ground. And be like, "Oh, silly me!" And like go like, go down and like clean up my mess. And like every third or fourth pack, you just shove it into your
4: pockets. <laughs> like was the person behind the counter a little old lady that you were taking old, advantage it was an of? An old
5: man who owned the card shop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: It's so bad.
4: Oh my gosh! There's so Mackie much-
1: and Javelin. <laughs> <either. laughs> You learn how to be a terrible human being. Like on I this thought, show. we
4: started a feel-good Wednesday. I'm segment not the today. first
5: kid who grew up poor and wanted things that his parents couldn't afford, so resorted to other
4: means. All right. Can I ask you guys a, a question? Sure. F- well, more for Phil and uh, Jonathan. Do you think the poor thing works? Like it's all like the whole thing is. Well, I was poor, so I like had to does, steal. Does being poor validate shoplifting? Yeah. Like, do we feel no. not bad no. for Rami, Look. or do we feel that he was? Stealing from an old man.
5: As a child, <laughs> as a child, I didn't know better. I just knew I wanted things that I couldn't afford them. I'm sorry. I was under the same
0: circumstances. that mm-hmm. I wasn't so. I can't identify with you guys at all.
1: Alright, criminal Rami. Hold I wasn't on a second. Here to second. John, the good.
0: Rami sent us audio from the home shopping network that we have to play.
1: Nice. I love it. Dude,
0: this is amazing. It's a way
1: back Wednesday. <laughs> I, <laughs> is, I couldn't
0: this is, believe this
5: video when he sent it. This me. is so good. This is a guy selling swords.
2: 1816 is the item number on this one. And the nice thing about these practice katanas. Oh! Oh, that hurt. <laughs> oh, that hurt big time. A piece it. of that just the tip just got me, Odell. Oh, <laughs> oh, that got me good. <laughs> you all right? A Is piece of okay? that just got me.
6: <laughs> oh, <my>. right now. <laughs> we uh, may need emergency surgery in the studio. What? <laughs> What happened? Is he bleeding profusely? So he,
0: <laughs> he's he's got this katana, which is a really long sword, and he's like, what? see how strong this thing? He's like, banging it on the table, it breaks, and it like flips back and like hits him in the chest. What? Yeah. Look at your table, what? Rami. Robbie's doubled over in the other room.
1: Did he? Was he? Was he bleeding? He okay? It didn't show him bleeding, but
0: you can see the, the sword break, flip up, and like come in like poke him or at least stab him a little bit and he just doubles over
7: <coughs> you oh don't see God. any blood
0: but... <laughs> oh. does he get let away or anything or is he, he all... like he like crawls off set while some other schlub
1: comes in like
0: folks we may need emergency surgery on set
1: i love how just like hung out you are to dry on those like those shows are live right yes <laughs> Yes. cut your arm off. You got forty five minutes left to kill, and you got to sell products. Still, I'll like, send what are you guys going to do? The link so you guys can watch it too.
4: How did a segment that started out as way back feel good Wednesday with Phil recalling I, I baseball cards? I never said a,
1: I never said feel I know, good.
4: But we end up with a thief and a nearly dead guy on the same network. <laughs>
1: Home Shopping <laughs> Network, now. What was the other? It was Home Shopping Network and was it uh, uh, QVC, right?
4: Yeah, QVC, which was based in Plymouth. Really?
1: Yes. Do they yeah. still exist? Are these still things that. I think they are. Can you watch QVC? Yeah, now? but I think yeah, QVC is up on like, right? in house network. It moved, right?
0: And then it hit in house TVs. I just sent you guys the link to the video so you guys can go watch it. All oh, I'm really interested now. It is. What
1: if people, if people want to Google it if they're listening, what's it? Uh,
0: it's called, let me pull it up again. I just put sales, knife salesman stabs himself. <laughs> the title of the video is literally just guy stabs himself on TV dash funny.
9: <laughs> so if you want to
1: go look it up. Oh, man. I want to watch this right now. And that has been <laughs> way back Wednesday time capsule. on Mackie and Joe with Rami. We're going to keep that segment in the mix Rami, for next you okay, week. Okay,
4: buddy. You know you what? Okay, over there. I just need to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> Delinquent Rami needs to become a Thursday we need more, segment. We need more, we need we need more, more about we need more about what you did because
7: you I were got, poor as a kid.
4: I got a few stories. <laughs> Like we've never we've never gone here before. Yeah, I think, I think I think Rami likes it that way. He does, which is why I we're gonna go going to go. It's been
0: thirty years. You can tell those stories
1: <laughs> now. Uh, write that down and an accountability wow. session when we come back here on Maggie and Jub with Rami. Score North and the Score North app. Federated Mutual Insurance Company during these uncertain times is here for you, business owners. Your team at Federated has kept a strategic focus on policyholder service. During these times. And so what does that mean? Well, they've been directing clients throughout the country to information that they need on written pandemic policies and procedures. There was another update today in the state of Minnesota. What does it mean for your business? What does it mean for your employees? What does it mean for your company as a whole? Uh, Recommended response plans, resources for HR related topics. There are so many tentacles off of what's happening right now and you just want someone standing behind you with a guiding hand, someone with experience, a company that's been around for 100-plus years, based in Owatonna, Minnesota, that would be Federated Mutual Insurance Company. If these resources could help your business, please contact your local Federated Marketing Representative by visiting federatedinsurance.com, where you can find a lot of information to help you and your company. As a mutual insurance company, Federated believes that their value is measured by the success of their clients. Simply put, at Federated, it's their business to protect yours. I'm a bit of a wiener snob. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score
2: North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three, four. It's Mackie and Judd with Romy. With Rami. Make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd with Rami. This is the Big Leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write this down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. Write it down. You like writing things down. It's Write That Down with Mackie,
1: Judd, and Rami. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Welcome in... Write that down is where we make asses of ourselves. That's the simplest way to put it. Unless you're, uh, unless you're one of the two guys that are off to a great start batting average wise this season, which we'll get to here in the accountability session. So if you're new to the segment, this is Write That Down, five o'clock every single Wednesday on Mackie and Judd with Rami. And the rules are pretty simple. We each make three predictions. They must be quantifiable. That means they have to somehow have an outcome that is determined. All right, quantifiable I still laugh. is the key here. I still laugh. It's the Carl Anthony Towns is the man rule that we put in a couple of years ago. We keep track of batting averages and home runs in this segment, and listeners can participate. We bring in a listener predictor every single week. RJ is going to be our guest predictor this week. You can uh, you can sign up for your chance to be part of. Write that down by downloading the Score North app. It's free in the Google Play Store. And it's free in the Apple Store, and you can enter through Listener Rewards for your chance to be part of this segment, gentlemen. So
10: write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that.
1: I think the big challenge here has been without live sports. A lot of our predictions, not all of them, and they certainly don't have to—they don't have to be sports predictions. But that's what the show revolves around. There's no live sports, and so we've had very few things coming off the board. Thankfully, a bunch of us made WrestleMania predictions last week, and so we'll dive into some of those. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm going to make an effort. At least one or two predictions every single week, and I hope you guys will join. Stuff that can come off the board like in the next week or two, and I don't know. Like, obviously, there's not many live sports, but I did find a couple things that uh, are going to come off the board here in the next week or two. So, have you guys had a hard time finding things that are going to come off the board oh, without yeah. live sports? I've been though? trying, man. I've they come off
0: immediately. Yeah, I've, it's been tough. And
1: but. you guys know, I usually don't
5: even prep for this segment, but I've been trying. <laughs>
4: There's a lot we didn't know about you, Rami, before today. We knew that one.
1: Yeah, maybe you can shoplift some takes yeah. from somebody else. <laughs>
4: yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. All my predictions I, fell on the ground. I, no. I didn't mean to drop the <laughs> <as much laughs> <of predictions. laughs> ball. Uh, here, I'll pick them up for you, sir, because you're an old man that can't see so well. Oh, should I put that in my pocket? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Write this down. All right. Let's start with the accountability session here. Rami and Judd, nothing came off the board for you guys this week. I like that. Keep that Status up quo. Over 400. Yeah, Rami's been uh, been swinging at this season. Jonathan Harrison had a couple things come off the board. Number 1, you said you had a you had a three item WrestleMania parlay. Yep. You said Drew McIntyre would beat Brock Lesnar. Ding. You said Bray Wyatt would beat John Cena sort in of? a Firefly Funhouse match and the end of the match did did result yeah. in the pinning of John Cena. <laughs> But you said Randy Orton would beat Edge in the last man standing match. And in fact, all of us lost. Yeah, it was like a 40-minute match, and uh, it was very plotting. However, you did correctly say that Rob Gronkowski would get involved in a match at WrestleMania. <laughs> Gentlemen, I'm he not sure if you He became the 24-7 champion. Rob Gronkowski. What does that mean? <laughs>
0: it's what all of us are asking, Judd. Is it's, that, is it's that one like of the like, Tom like... Thumb
1: champion? <laughs> Do Tom Thumb still exist? I don't know, I don't but they should.
4: So. I think outside the state they might. So the
1: 24-7 championship is the title that gets defended at any time. So like you always have to be carrying it with you. And basically, if Judge Zolgad shows up to the airport with a referee, you have to have a referee, otherwise who's going to count of the three, Of course, because right? yeah. it's got to be above if board. If you see Rob Gronkowski <laughs> walking through Terminal A, you can pin him for the title. And then you get the title and you get As the long promotion. as I have a I said
5: this, referee with me. I said this on Score North Live. Weekdays noon or two. It's me and a rotating cast of Score North personalities. Listen to it anytime you want on the uh, totally free Score North app. It's never been safer to be the twenty four seven champ than it is right now because none true. of us are leaving our houses. Twenty four seven champ is in his house when he's not at the arena. That's, I didn't even know about this. It's a great time. Great he might time have to
0: the longest reign as the twenty four seven champ yeah. because of
4: this. Yeah. Yeah. Just kick what, your feet up. What's the most bizarre place that a twenty four seven champ has been stripped or lost his title? Fox Sports Studios.
0: That happened. Yes, I think it was Rob Stone, one of their hosts. He got it when they were
1: promoting Fox. Wait, Rob Stone? Yeah, became the twenty four seven champion. Yes. What?
0: Yes, I'm not kidding. Is this like
1: when David Arquette became the WCW champion Probably. in like 2000? Yes. I don't remember who he pinned, but J- didn't Jay Leno win the championship one time in WCW? Hey. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the chin, man. I love the chin.
1: Yes, Rob G Stone
4: won pressure.
5: it. Yeah, I'm looking at a video highlight right now. Of Fox Sports host Rob Stone winning
4: the 24-7 Championship. So, who won it from Rob Stone? Then it must have gotten ugly. Then, never mind. <laughs> I
1: asked too many questions. <laughs> we'll move on. All right, Manny, Manny Hill, Manny Hill had a couple things come off the board. In fact, we'll bring we'll bring Manny in here so you can get your come up in. So, all right, you also had a couple WrestleMania predictions, Manny. You you set the record for the quickest incorrect prediction in the history of Write That Down when you said Seth Rollins would beat Kevin Owens, Becky Lynch would lose, and Roman Reigns would lose. Well Roman Reigns wasn't even going to participate, so you had that Your makeup prediction was that Undertaker would beat AJ Styles in the Boneyard match in less than ten minutes. No.
10: Yeah, and it went nineteen.
1: It was a 19-minute action movie, basically. It was. Cheap action movie is what it was. So uh, you went over to... Did you guys
10: review that on Monday?
1: We did. I have to go back and listen. Yeah, go back and check that out. Rami loved it, by the way. Rami was all in on WrestleMania 36. so good.
5: (laughs) I did say it was better than I thought it would be. That was the most positive review you were going to get out of me
10: after that. The Boneyard match was fantastic especially the ending when they pan down to AJ's
5: I guess I'm all alone I guess I'm all alone that match did nothing for me man it was just too like even even for wrestling it was too phony I was like
1: what am I watching what is this what what was phony about it Rami come on (laughs) alright
4: So you're watching WrestleMania and actually got offended that something seemed like it wasn't plausible. Like I said, even for
1: wrestling, I was like, what is happening right now? This is, this is implausible. This could never happen. Yeah. You Whittle, don't Whittle, Undertaker you... can control fire? No. Yeah, Whittle, you don't you think Undertaker can teleport from the grave to the tractor behind AJ Styles? <laughs> that is something that actually happened. <gasps> That's right. Is uh, wrestling fake or is everything else fake? And wrestling's real, Rami. That's a great question. You ponder that. Great question. <laughs> Give him a great question point. The only other thing to come off the board this week in the accountability session, I said Drew McIntyre would beat Brock Lesnar clean with no interference, nothing. He would just beat him straight up, pinfall or submission. Yeah! And that happened. And these are the current batting averages. Rami Makloff still sitting on a 444 batting average with one home run. Jonathan Harrison batting 360 on the season with two home runs. Judd Zolgad batting 310 with one home run. I'm batting 258 with a home run. Manny Hill 150 with a home run. And listeners who come on and mostly just swing for the fences are batting just 105 with one home run on the Write season. Write this down.
7: Write it down. You like writing things down. I
1: just watched with the sound off the video of Rob Stone winning the
5: 24 7 championship. So it's Rob Stone, Reggie Bush, Brady Quinn. What? And uh, Matt Leiner yeah. standing around, because that's the Fox College football team. that They're the pre- and post-game show. And uh, they're just hanging out, talking in the Fox Sports studios. And then I don't know who the guy is who's 24-7 champ, because I don't watch wrestling anymore. He comes through, and they're shooting the breeze, just talking. And then he trips and falls, and Rob Stone just jumps on him, and a referee slides into the frame out of nowhere and counts to three, and Rob Stone is a 24-7 champ. I love
1: whether it's just a ref. Was the ref in a full ref full uniform? Full ref yeah. uniform. Yep. <laughs> yep.
0: Just walking around.
1: <laughs> Do those refs always have to be... If you're a 24-7 ref, you probably just always have you to have your ref uniform, on, uniform right? right? Probably. Just walking around, social distancing at the grocery store. You never know.
0: <laughs> Did you see the Raw before WrestleMania where they had like this promo video of... Charlotte Flair attacking Rhea Ripley, oh, and yeah. out of, like, Rhea Ripley's walking in, and out of nowhere, Charlotte Flair comes and attacks her from behind, and then also out of nowhere, a
1: ref in full uniform, hey, break it up, break it up, break it up. See, the refs are always there, man. Where did you come from? The refs are always there. <gasps> All right, RJ, you are the guest listener predictor here on Write That Down. Are you ready for this? Uh, I mean, I have nothing else to do, so
3: I have no choice but to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We're just... honored to have you.
9: <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, as uh, as Jim Nance would say, it's a tradition unlike any other. Let's write that down. <laughs>
7: write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down.
1: So RJ is going to swing first, and then we'll go around the room. Jonathan, over to Manny, and then Judd, Rami, and myself, Phil Mackey. Three predictions each. All of them must be quantifiable. RJ, lead us off. Go ahead.
3: Uh, um, first quick side note, this will segue. Uh, Phil, have you seen the schedule for the fall for golf?
1: Yeah, we're playing uh, We're playing the Masters in November, it sounds like. That is right. So write that down. Tiger will win the Masters. Yes.
7: <laughs> write this down. Write it down. You like writing things but down. Wait,
3: RJ,
4: it's the Masters.
7: Suck up, RJ. Uh,
3: yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> You're sucking uh, up to Mackie. You know what... We know
1: it. Yeah, I am. I know that. <laughs> 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 unfortunately sucking up to me doesn't help actually no. get points and write that down but I'll no, still, I'll still give all. him the break though alright Jonathan Harrison back to you
0: uh, despite what Doogie said I'm going with Everson Griffin we'll be back on the Vikings by the time the next season starts
1: so they're going to patch things up
7: yeah Okay. write it down you like writing things down write this down
10: Manny Hill Antoine Winfield Jr. will have at least three interceptions, or score a touchdown as a rookie in the NFL. For which team? I'm not going that far.
4: <laughs> he did that to me last week, too. I asked Manny, I said, what's the... And he, nope.
10: He just stopped. Nope. Write I'm it down. It. You
4: like
7: writing things down. <sighs> All
4: right. Over to Judd Zulget. All right. I'm going with three um, COVID-19 predictions because... At least they'll come off the board. Wow! My, oh my first goodness. one. Well, I'm not predicting death. I'm just predicting. Oh. I'm predicting coronavirus things. You know, We're about to get yeah. super yeah. uncomfortable. No, 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 no. No one's dying yeah, here. Who's coming off the board? Is what we want to know. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Wow. wow. Rami. And well, Carmer K- will catch up to him for stealing baseball cards. Jeff, I'll
1: him. give you twenty bucks if you throw Fauci in there. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs>
9: my
4: first. My first. Write that down. Coronavirus. Related is schools out for summer. It will be announced that Minnesota schools will not reopen until the fall. It will be announced in the coming weeks at some point, either this month or early next month, probably because I think school only goes through late May now, if, maybe it, early June. So this is this is ju- this isn't college or this is no school. Schools across the board. Okay. B- because I think there is. I think Walls said yesterday that there's still some hope that they might, or he did not officially say that they're going to close for the rest of this school year. At some point in time in the near future, that's going to happen, and school will not resume until the fall, and yes, that's all schools in Minnesota.
1: So they can still do online classes? Yeah, yeah,
4: I'm I'm saying students going back into classrooms is not going to happen
7: until the fall of 2020. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down.
5: Rami, Major League Baseball will be the first of the American major sports leagues to return to action. We're not counting
1: the big Threes reality show. No, no. I just want
5: to clarify? We're and and not what if soccer now. comes back? I said major sports league. No, I'm just kidding. Soccer counts. MLS counts. Do you, do you guys want me to specify the leagues? Do we need to do that?
4: Look at that look from Jonathan right now.
5: Major League Baseball, NBA, wow. NFL. Yeah, you the
0: win yesterday, and this is how you, yeah, you I took yesterday? it back. Good God, win? so
5: sensitive. You do that? I, I'm giving you the leagues: Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, MLS. Major League Baseball will be the first of those five to return.
1: Write that down. Write this down. Okay. All right. Write this down. It's really hard to find sports things that are going to come off the board in the next week or two because there's just no sports. Clear for my prediction? Yes. I found one though. Have you guys seen that Fox is televising NASCAR e-races every single weekend? Okay. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Write this down.
0: Disappointed, Rami.
5: Write this down. <laughs> Robbie hates some sports so much. It's great. Kevin
1: Harvick is going to win the NASCAR E-Race this weekend on Fox. Kevin Harvick.
7: Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down? Or whatever, like,
1: h- however that works. Like, Kevin Harvick. That's an- what I going to a- ask animated you. Animated Kevin Harvick. How does this work? Is going to win. I have no idea. So, like, who's doing this? Who's? They literally show, like, a two- or three-hour no, race. I think they're
5: at home playing it, either on a uh, okay. on a gaming system or with a virtual reality headset. Or do they just simulate it? No, no. Guys are playing. Because last week, Bubba Watson rage quit. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? He rage quit the race. <laughs> yeah. Like, he like, whipped his controller off the He was off pissed wall? off that <laughs> he was losing, and he, and
4: he quit. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so Bubba Watson. What?
1: <laughs> okay, so if these guys are just racing and it's televised live, like couldn't you go Grand Theft Auto on it and just like spend the whole race trying to wipe everybody out? set cars on fire? Probably, and then, yeah. Hey, right? Let's ask Rami. Can, they should televise <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. Would you? I'd totally watch that. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, yeah. San Andreas or whatever that was. Yes. Vice City. All right, back to RJ. <laughs> Round two here. Yeah.
3: Write it down. You okay, like now, writing now, things down? Now's my chance to suck up to Judd because I didn't think anybody else would be bold enough to go down that dark wormhole, and that was actually going to be my second prediction that that school will be canceled.
1: Um, I so got let's more. see here. You, can't, uh, way, you can by the way, you can make that same prediction. You just have to add something to it.
3: Um, you know what? Yeah, you know, I'll do you one better. School will be uh, canceled for the remainder of the, tw- of the tw- 1920 school year, and students will not start on time in the fall. Okay.
7: Write this the down. Starting
3: date, the starting date for the 2021 school year will be pushed back.
7: Write it down. You like writing things down. All right.
4: That's RJ's second prediction. That could have been really dark. I'm
1: glad he went with that. Well, there's still more predictions to come here. I have a feeling somebody's School's going to
7: go dark.
0: out for some?
1: All right, Jonathan Harrison, your second prediction.
0: Uh, the Vikings will draft at least two Gophers in this year's draft.
1: Wow! If they wound up with Antoine Winfield Jr., I think everybody would be thrilled, right? Yeah. And then if if Tyler Johnson came off the oh, board like the third round,
4: oh, whoa, whoa, that's a win.
1: Those are those would be like objectively without them being Gopher Homer picks, right? Those are just two really good players that have played in a really good system the last couple of years, yep. so. Write this down. All right, let's go to Manny Hill. Your second prediction.
10: Uh, I'm sure you guys probably saw the story. It was funny. It was kind of a woge bomb because he basically had the headline say Sources. Chris Paul, Trey Young, and Zach Levine expected to join a horse competition. Yes. Write this down. Trey Young will win that horse competition.
1: So, what are the details? When did this come down?
10: It was just uh, uh, about an hour ago, I want to say. I'll pull it up. Yeah, about an hour and a half ago, Ward dropped it. I just love that. I love that the headline says, sources, Chris Paul, Zach Levine, and Trey Young will join horse competition. <laughs>
4: it's Ward, man. He's got to have the bombs. It, like, will
10: also,
5: it will also include a couple of WNBA players and recent NBA alumni. Those
1: were the other details yeah. in the tweet. Yeah. All right. I
5: don't yep. know. I mean,
1: whatever. I'll probably tune in for a couple minutes. In between episodes of Grace and Frankie or whatever else is on right the show. That. Man. I'm not gonna mock you for watching. It's a
4: good show. <laughs> Back to Judd Zolgad. Oh, hold on a second here. I gotta find... okay. COVID prediction 19 prediction two. The first professional sport to return to action will have will have a player test positive for COVID nineteen within two weeks. So the first professional sport, so if, if it's baseball, within two weeks of that time, a player will test positive for the coronavirus. And unfortunately, that player will hit a home run when he comes back all healthy. <laughs> Mike. I
1: love when judge predictions are just like, first school's out, now a player gets sick, and I'm just
4: waiting for the third prediction. Yeah, Mike Trout, no, I wouldn't say that. And Mike Trout will hit a home run, make a great catch. Mike Trout,
1: unfortunately will die been miss that fly ball in
4: the gap. <laughs> Jeez. It's really dark, but what are you going to do? That's <laughs> terrible. Terrible. I'd like to apologize for starting this. And I'm the bad guy for shoplifting? when yes. I was eight. Come yes, on. You, still are. you took advantage of an older man. <laughs> Mackie and I are just trying to lighten things up in a dark period. Mike Trout will pass away his chance to bat
1: leadoff because he breathed rather bat third.
7: <laughs> Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. This has been a wild show, man.
1: Mike Trout will bite the bullet. And move over to right field, because the (laughs) angels are in a roster crunch.
7: (laughs) Write it down. You like writing things down. I can't wait to see the comments about this show. (laughs) right, back to Ronnie.
2: (laughs) Oh, man.
5: (laughs) Uh, Okay. (laughs) At least one pick in the first round of the NFL draft will be delayed because of technical difficulties
1: (laughs) in one GM's home. (laughs) Yeah, at least one. Okay, what 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 am I missing? Like <laughs> why down. can't why can't they all just be on a conference call with the commissioner as a backup? Say listen, if your technology fails, they, they they have that. that's actually Here's a, a conference point. call, everyone's on the phone and it's a landline and you can just make your pick or or have what happened to the Vikings happen in 2003 where they just didn't make their pick in time.
7: Write it down. You like writing things down?
1: <sighs> all right, write this down. The 24/7 championship has been a big part of today's show. Rob Gronkowski. Even though we are, as Rami says, it's harder to lose that championship now because like there's just nobody out walking around. Rob Gronkowski will lose the twenty four seven championship by this time next week. Rob Gronkowski will lose the twenty four seven. How great would it be? And this is what this is what
5: WWE should write into the plot. Rob Gronkowski is breaking quarantine protocol,
1: and a cop takes him down and arrests him <laughs> and pins him and takes the twenty four seven championship. <laughs> Actually, that'd be a great way to bring the Big Boss Man back. If he that had, would be. I think he died. Right. I think he's dead, though. <laughs> okay. That's going to be difficult to pull off.
7: <laughs> Write it down. So you like writing things
4: down. Can Gronk lose it and we don't see it? They'll post it. It'll be on like It would be Twitter on their page. social media. What if they yeah. weekend okay. at
5: bernie <laughs> The
4: Big Boss Man. Brought him back. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, listen, you got Mike Trout going in various di- different ways. I don't think we can get a Rami for this one. <laughs> RJ, good luck. Your final
1: prediction, listener RJ. Oh, yeah. Um,
3: man, Rami's has got me thinking, like, does a GM... Get disconnected and try to come back and take a player that was already taken, yeah. like fantasy draft style <laughs> with your buddies.
4: Were they uh, taken? Is
3: this taken? <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, what about this guy? Oh, he's gone? Uh,
4: I a minute. <laughs> we take Joe Burrow. No, you can't take him. I'm oh, sorry.
3: <laughs> yeah, sorry. Got him. Um, <laughs> you know? Oh, gosh. You know, I'll, I'll to go back to, the, you know, considering, considering none of us can play golf right now, I'll go, I'll go, Fall golf parlay and just stay in tune with what I said before. Um, Love it. We'll have Brooks Kepka will win one of the majors that are remaining on the schedule, and the uh, U.S. Ryder Cup team will win at home.
7: All right.
3: Write that down. We'll take it. Write it
7: down. You like I know, writing I know things I know down? That
3: made, that made no sense to Judd or Rami, but, you know, no, I'm glad I'm talking know. to one of no, One person listening to what I'm saying. I feel you. I feel oh, yeah, you. Yeah,
1: no, you're good. R.J., you've been uh, you've been a great predictor here. Any final words to the audience? Any uh, anyone you'd like to thank in your life for getting you to this peak point on Mackey and Jumbo Grumpy's? right that. Besides time? Phil Mackie,
3: <laughs> you know, when this is all over, don't judge people for their um, their uncommon drunkenness and their accidental obesity.
1: Be well, everybody. <laughs> thank you, R.J. That is guest predictor, R.J. Write that down. A great message. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Then. Over to Jonathan.
0: Uh, Anthony Harris will be traded before round
7: one of the draft ends.
1: Okay. Okay.
7: Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down.
10: Manny Hill, your final prediction of the week. Uh, alright, uh, Matt and Caller and I just did a podcast last night previewing the WNBA draft. You can check that out on swarnworth.com, the swarnworth mobile app, by the way, under the raid by Wolf Seed. A uh, little cheap plug there. Um, my last prediction, the Minnesota Lynx with their first round pick will draft guard from South Carolina, Tayasha Harris. That will be their, uh, their pick.
7: Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down.
1: That's next Friday, correct? Next Friday? Yep, April 17th. Right on. I'll be watching. That's uh, Manny Hill's final prediction. Over to Judd Zulgad.
4: Cue the music, please. Oh. (laughs) Gary Bettman, God rest his soul, is going to cancel the remainder of the National Hockey League season. (laughs) Gary Bettman will cancel the NHL season. Not the regular season, the whole thing. Here lies the 2019-20 National Hockey League season. Don't cry because it's gone. Be overjoyed because it happened at all.
1: (laughs) All right, Rami. Uh, write
7: it down, you like writing things down.
5: I need Phil Mackey to exit the studio and go into a soundproof booth for this final write that oh, wow. down prediction. Maybe what
1: I should do is I should make my final prediction, then I'll just leave and take a bathroom break. Okay. Alright. Sounds good. Alright. Alright. I gotta think of what my final prediction is gonna be here, actually.
7: Write it down, you like writing things down. Write this down.
1: Alright. Alright, write this down. Oh, that's the wrong sad
9: music. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. (laughs) Write this down, gentlemen. Rob Manfred will not survive (laughs) the 2020 calendar year as commissioner of Major League Baseball. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! That's right. Oh, Rob Manfred's time will come to an end (laughs) as commissioner of (laughs) Major League Baseball. All right, that's my. Write it down.
7: You like writing things down. I'll
1: leave the room. All right, I'll show myself He's up. walking
7: right. out right now. Let me
1: know when he's gone. Yeah, gone. No, I can't tell. I will. I
5: I will.
4: He is uh, out of the room right. The door just right, now shut. Go. Now is, you can go.
5: Is the feed in the hallway or no? No. I don't think so. Okay, nope. good. There's no feed in the hallway. Okay. Did you guys see? <laughs> None of our station, at least. That there is <laughs> another, another Bachelor spinoff coming to a TV near you I, soon?
0: I, I did oh, not. Goodness, no.
5: It's called The Bachelor Listen to Your Heart. Oh, no. And let me read you guys the description of this show. Very few things feel more human than music and love, and ABC will be channeling the power of both as it further expands its hit-making Bachelor franchise with an all-new Bachelor Nation series, The Bachelor, Listen to Your Heart, set to premiere Monday, April 13th. The Bachelor, Listen to Your Heart unites two of the most emotionally powerful forces in human life, music and music. And love as 20 single men and women Mm -hmm. embark on an incredible journey to find love through music, singing well-known songs, both individually and as couples. They will look to form attractions through the melodies, find and reveal their feelings, and ultimately fall in love. Oh, that sounds awful. Mackie is is watching this show. Mackie is liking this show. And Mackie is bringing this up on the air on this show, Mackie and Judd with Rami. That's a parlay. He will watch it. He will like it, and he will bring it up on our program. What's Write it that again? down. Uh, the Bachelor. Listen to
4: your heart. That sounds absolutely. That sounds putrid. so bad. Is this done because of uh, COVID nineteen? It can't and be. This had, this, going this had out, to. This had to. Because,
5: because I'm, lo- I'm looking. There's a clip embedded in the article that I'm looking that at. Terrible. And they're standing. A foot and a half away from each other singing into the same microphone. So this had to be this had to be Does
4: Rave about the songs.
5: Uh I don't know. This isn't
4: part of my prediction, no, no, but no, I'm no, I'm no, gonna man. guess
5: yes. I'm gonna guess yeah. He likes the songs.
4: It might be yacht rock too.
5: There'll probably be some yacht right? rock. Oh, involved. there's definitely yeah. yacht rock. Should we
4: take a break with that?
9: Yeah, we should.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Manny. <laughs> Bye, right, Manny. Bye, guys. guys. <laughs>
5: Let's write that down <laughs> where we make predictions and hold each other accountable. We do it every Friday. Excuse me. We used to do it at Friday. Every Wednesday at 5 o'clock. <laughs> we
2: leave you one out.
5: Right here on Mackie and Judd with Rami.
0: Jonathan here with the score North download in times like these, you may not be thinking about blood donation, but blood is needed every day by patients facing a range of serious illnesses. If you're healthy, please schedule an appointment to donate by visiting redcrossblood.org or use the red, the keyword red at scorenorth.com. also over at score North.com. We have a couple Twins articles right now from Derek Wetmore, one with his thoughts on the Arizona-only MLB games idea that was thrown out there and his thoughts on whether the Twins should go back into looking at a Noah Syndergaard trade now, despite everything that's happened throughout this offseason. So go check those out for free right now at the ScoreNorth website, ScoreNorth.com and the free ScoreNorth mobile app. That's been your ScoreNorth download. Now back to Mackie and Joddothrami. Thirami.
1: Well, it is officially a wayback Wednesday on Mackie and Jeb with Rami here, where we reminisce about random things from the past, and uh, we we threw out Don West Home Shopping Network baseball card wax box clips, and it led us down the path of Rami the adolescent criminal, which we didn't know about. So, I mean, if, so today
5: on the air, not adolescent child i was a child semantics i was but a mere child doesn't matter you still wait wait wait, how old were you like probably ages nine to twelve that's old enough to know what you were doing old
1: enough enough to spend some time behind bars (laughs) (laughs) actually no no it's
4: not in my mind it is okay (laughs) it's not but it's old enough for people to say i wonder if this guy belongs in a full-time job when he's an adult or not yeah really it sounds good sounds threatening right so, uh, Judd Zilgad, the floor is yours. Thank you very much. Take us back. Did you guys have, because I grew up in, or came of age in the 70s into the uh, 80s, did you guys in your bedrooms, and I'm curious if people, kids especially still have this, or if they don't, have posters on your walls of your favorite athletes and or models. Now, in my day, and I didn't have this. It was more like Cheryl Teague's Farrah Fawcett. But baseball-wise, those old posters... That you would thumbtack to your walls of like, I had a Tarkington one, I had a Chuck Foreman one, I, I had one of Rod Carew, I think the poster that I had of Rodney was he had just uh, swung the bat, it was a Twins road game, because he's wearing the old blues that they were going to bring back, or will bring back, if and when they play in 2020, and he's putting the bat down and starting to run, but anyway, long story short, my bedroom was plastered with sports posters and pennants, yes. team pennants. Same. And I don't know if kids do that now. I don't know if they still hang stuff up, but, and it, it was just crude in, in the fact that it was, it was plastered all over my walls, but it was not like hung nicely. It was thumbtacked in and things like that. But that was part of the great thrill of your heroes adorning your walls and your favorite teams, baseball, hockey, football, basketball, perhaps the pennants that, that you'd like put in circles and make them look cool. That's a way back for me.
1: Uh, I had, so the three main posters I had in my room as a kid were three deep Vikings. So the the Jake Reed, Randy Moss, Chris Carter. And then, so that would have been like when I was 12, 13. And then I had a Sammy Sosa poster and also a Kirby Puckett poster, but also a bunch of random little like plaques of, like plaques with, with like baseball and basketball cards that were kind of hanging up all over. I have thousands of, of cards, but the ones that were hanging up were like Cal Ripken, Ken Griffey Jr., Shaq, like the big-time athletes of that time period. But the main posters were, and I also had I had an Ultimate Warrior wrestling buddy. You guys remember those little, like, yes. Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior? Had that, too. Had the Ultimate Warrior wrestling buddy as well as a kid. Uh, so those, like a were, doll? those were the main L- ones.
4: Like a doll thing or what?
1: It was It was larger than a doll. It was meant to be something you could, like, Wrestle with, like pick it up, body slam it and I don't know. It was like it was more like a pillow. Wow. Did yeah, that it it a pillow, did it yeah, it was. It was a pillow that
5: looked a pillow a wrestler. Yeah, that's a what it was. a was That was a pillow.
1: Throw it on the ground, come a the couch with an elbow. bit yeah, of great, it's yeah. outstanding still do it sometimes do you still outstanding. Still somewhere it sometimes. You still where it somewhere. I don't know where, but I of a little bit of i It's bit of a little House. You uh, guys remember? You guys, you guys, you guys remember?
5: You guys remember the Michael Jordan wingspan poster? Yeah, that's it was just, a great it was, poster. Had that um, the eighties, 80s, the eighties, 80s, uh, the eighties Bears junkyard dogs defense poster. It was just, it was just a defensive player standing in a junkyard, basically. And then I had a a Carlton Fisk poster. Nice that every time it would tear i would i would do everything in my power to repair it and mend it and make sure that it was back to its original and just form. like scotch tape it for years what? dude for a year eventually i just laminated it with tape
4: <laughs> it's a good way to keep it
1: safe rather than just buying one for five
4: dollars right, right exactly yeah. again poor very poor <laughs> which is the theme of today's show for why Ronnie <laughs> stole from an old man a baseball card shop because he was poor Jonathan, what were the what were the
1: posters and things you had in your room as a kid?
0: Uh, so I had the three D poster that you were talking about. Also, Sports Illustrated. I got it as a kid, and I would like take out the really cool po- the pictures that they had. I would take those out, yes. and I literally awesome. had like across the entire top of my ceiling or my wall, all the way around. I just had cool pictures from Sports Illustrated, just thumbtacked all the way across my room.
1: Dude, and then Sports Illustrated for Kids was a big thing in the nineties yeah. too. Yep. They had the, I think Mike Piazza was on the cover of one of them as like the he he was the a twins drummer. Twins had one, right? Uh, pro, I mean, probably. I think Tori Hunter was on a Sports okay. Illustrated for Kids in the early 2000s. Yeah, but I mean, magazines. Man, I used to. I'm with Jonathan. I used to collect and keep sports magazines because I thought, yeah. oh man, someday I'm going to want all of these Michael Jordan Sports Illustrateds or the, if there's a Twins players on Sports Illustrateds. And then, of course, as an adult, I realized moving from place to place. Why the hell do you have, like, six boxes of magazines? Yeah. So I, I realized as Mo soon away. as I bought
0: my house, I'm like, yeah, I'm not keeping these. And I went right to the yeah. trash bin. And I'm like, these are gone. I don't need yeah. these I mean, there's anymore. probably
1: some value in there. I mean, there's probably some oh, yeah. that are, you know, if there's a Michael Jordan one from I've his got, first championship or something. I,
4: I think Carew was on something like five or six SIs, and I've got all of them, I believe, still yeah. to this day. And in, in the summer of 77, when Carew threatened uh, to hit 400, he was on the cover of... Was he on the cover of Sport? He was on the cover of Time. I think he was on the cover of Newsweek. And so I got at least two of those as well. And those are really, really cool. Those are awesome. Because for, for an athlete to be on the cover of Time oh, yeah. didn't happen. No. It was really, really rare. So question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Not a loss. like so, so not a team loss of a team that you loved. But did you ever lose or have something that you collected sports wise that got misplaced or something happened to you and it made you cry? Um. So like your Fisk, you know, not not that you cried about that, but something like that, where something that you that you treasured or thought was awesome. Uh, I, I I yes, it wasn't sports related though. Okay.
1: When I was a kid, I used to have all kinds of different F- GI Joe figurines and wrestling figurines, Batman, I know Superman. You're right, the same thing happened to me. I had a Ghostbusters car yeah. and the Ghostbusters. What do you call it? Like their their home base station or whatever. Like all the like where the oh you you could, did? Like, the, firehouse. the firehouse, the firehouse, yeah. the firehouse, yeah. And my dad, without asking me, and I hadn't played with it in years, but I was yeah I was like in junior higher. I hadn't played with it in a few years. And my dad was cleaning out some stuff, and he just gave it away to some mm-hmm. some coworker who had a kid at work. He just gave it away, oh, no. and I asked him one day. I said, "Hey, what happened to that Ghostbusters thing?" He goes, "Oh, I gave that stuff away last year," and I was so irrationally mad, not because I was ever going to play with it again, but I just wanted some say in how I said goodbye to it. Yeah. That, that was sense. literally
9: it.
5: Same thing happened Is to me. I had crazy? all the Transformers, all the He-Mans, all the G.I. Joes, and my mom just gave them to the Salvation Army or, or Goodwill one day out of nowhere without consulting with me anything. And now I see these things come across my timeline and how much they're worth. And I get mad at my mom every single time that that happens. I also once caught a home run in batting practice at Wrigley Field and loved that baseball and carried that baseball around with me everywhere everywhere. And there was uh, like a small man-made pond in the apartment complex that we lived in. And me and my brother were playing catch with the baseball. And I don't remember if it got away from me or it got away from him. But it ended up in the pond. Mm. And I bawled my eyes out.
0: Because I caught it on a fly. I caught the ball on a fly in batting practice
5: in the bleachers of Wrigley Field.
0: Mm. I mean, because you brought this up early in the show, Rami, this has to be asked. How many of those toys did you steal? No, those were all bought. (laughs) Those were all bought
1: for me. (laughs)
6: <laughs> have Pat, to
1: ask now. Pat, what was your favorite toy as a kid? Oh,
6: well, I was in the uh, Zorro era, in the David Crockett era, and you know, all that's, you know, when Disney first came up with those shows, and Zorro, probably all those Zorro instruments that he used to sword people to death and stuff like that. Yeah, Zorro, uh, Zorro was very precise,
1: because the- he wouldn't stab you. He would just, like, draw a Z no. in your...
6: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He draw a V across your chest, but that was after like if you had, if you had two guns and a cannon, he would go. You drop the guns and you drop the cannon, and then he goes make a Z on your chest. he and he basically undress you with the sword. He was uh, pretty fantastic, and then of course Davy Crockett was even bigger than him, and we all had all the Davy Crockett stuff too. It was uh, that was uh, the you know Disney. Basically started that whole phenomenon there, in the from the mid '50s on to 1960 or so, and uh, but mostly gun, you know, cowboy guns and lone ranger stuff and stuff. There's a famous picture of myself, my cousin Cecilia, uh, Dougie Ike, and my neighbor kid and Mary Ike uh, down the street. Uh, little tiny kids, we robbed the train and folded. We. Uh, we uh, stood in the middle of the tracks when the train came to town, and uh, had our guns out and our masks on, and the whole thing. And then uh, somebody took a picture of it when they shoot us off the tracks. That we—I uh, don't think there's any gold bullion moving uh, from Folder to Curry, but uh, we, we thought there might be, and we, we tried to rob the train. So that's—that's that's, there's a there's there's photos of that floating around, and I don't know where they are, but uh, mostly guns, you know. Well cowboy guns
9: and stuff.
6: You know what my favorite all-time game, though, is? Mm. photoelectric football, photoelectric oh. football. When you, uh, you'd put in, uh, there'd be a defensive card and an uh, offensive card, and you'd choose, you know, the offensive guy choose, the defensive guy choose. Uh, you'd do it surreptitiously, the two guys, and then you would, Slowly pull the uh, you know the the shield off to reveal the play, and, uh, and you, uh, you know, sometimes you made no got tackled for a five yard loss. Sometimes you ran for a touchdown. It was uh, these games were it was fantastic, and I think if you have one of those games now in mint condition, you got dollars, man. You you be in good shape.
1: I mean, it's but possible Fox and I NBC have... are going to be looking for content in October. So. <laughs>
6: Dumbest thing I've ever done, though, is uh, we moved from... I was 16 when we moved from uh, Folda to Prior Lake, and I must have left a 1,000 baseball cards Hmm. in Folda just sitting there in my house. And I had mantles and mares, I mean, mantles and maize and all kinds of stuff from the 50s. Because, again, Dougie Ike down the block. He was a collector, too, but he was more... Uh, you know, just into having numbers. So I'd like trade him, uh, Whitey Lockman and a Joe DeMaestri and a Bud Podpillion and a Tom Sturdivant and like uh, Ted Lutsio and these guys for a battle. You know, I'd get the, I'd give him like eight, ten cards for a battle. And, uh, he, he wasn't into the box stores and stuff like I was. So, uh, I, you know, I don't need, I have 800 or 1,000 of them, but I would, I had Primo stuff and just left it there. And by the time the mm. the money exploded, by the time the dollars exploded there in the eighties, I you know those were those were long gone out of that pantry. I, I don't know why I didn't load them up. I guess I'd lost interest in them, which was really uh, kind of tragic.
5: Pat, did you ever shoplift as a kid?
6: <laughs> don't try to make yourself not feel better around Not I recall, not. To recall. Sorry, I wasn't Robbie. opposed to it. I wasn't yeah. opposed to it. I just wasn't clever enough. It wasn't, it wasn't because of honesty, Rob. If I If I never shoplifted, it was because I just figured, ah, I'll get caught and then I'll really be in trouble. So it, was, it wasn't because I thought, ooh, I would like to. You know, I I could get my baseball cards, and beyond that, I didn't really care if I – that's how Rami got his line. baseball
4: cards by stealing them from an old man. Yeah, Rami, explain
1: to Pat how you <laughs> yeah, would work your system. <laughs> yeah, tell so him how you dropped the we cards. Would, we
6: would go to the
5: local card shop, Pat, and okay. you know they'd have like they'd have boxes of packs of cards up on the counter that you could grab and put it on got the counter and pay for it, and I would accidentally, in air quotes, knock the box onto the ground, act very okay. apologetic, go to clean up my mess, and every third or fourth pack. 85%. would
6: 85%. Pick up eighty-five percent of them and put two in your pocket. Exactly,
5: (laughs) exactly, sir. Yeah.
6: Well, see when I when I was buying baseball cards, this is so long ago. You got them at the drugstore, the local drugstore. There wasn't card shops. We didn't, you know, fold the Minnesota didn't have a card shop. You uh, you bought them at the drugstore, and uh, you know the great drama of opening up and getting those five, and uh, you know the first guy you see is Willie Miranda, and you go. You know, you didn't even know how to swear yet, but you did swear because uh, you didn't want Willie Miranda. Should I repeat the Tom Sturdivant story, which I've said many times? Sure. When the uh, when the uh, price of baseball cards was booming in the mid '80s, I wrote a column one day about baseball cards and all the money I'd left in Folds Minnesota and. And about the drama of opening up a card and then getting all these steps that you didn't want, you know, Don Button and Ted Lipsio and these guys. And and I mentioned Tom Stervant as one of the guys. And I wrote in that paper in that column which appeared in the St. Paul Dispatch. In that, that afternoon, uh, if I ever see Tom Sturman again, I'm going to throw up. You know, if, if I ever see Tom Sturman, I'm going to throw up. That evening, I'm at the game. Little Charlie from the press box comes down to me and says, there's a fellow out here who wants to say hello to you. Oh, my gosh. I go back. I go back up, and I, uh, I open the open the door, and he said, uh, there's a guy 60 years old, didn't look looking guy. He says, Pat Reese? He said, yeah. He said, Tom Sturdivant. Glad to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was an Oklahoma oil man. He, he was in town on business and he was sitting in a suite about two two suites down at the Metrodome. And one of his buddies had seen the thing and he walked out, and he was a great guy. He was a it's, uh, it was funnier than and he thought it was the funniest thing ever. So. <laughs> That's what you call a dick, right there. Right? That's amazing. That's pretty That's
1: amazing. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Tom Sturdivant.
6: <laughs> so we're not supposed to leave the house till May 4th again now? Is that it? Yeah, it's
1: been extended till May 4th. Yeah.
6: Wow. Damn, man alive. I don't know. As I told... Uh, I told uh, Jonathan and I was talking about that. I said, you know, how, all those surreptitious movies you kind of watch on uh, TV and then make sure you get them off the, you know, the more the, the risque type of movies you might watch, that, uh, uh, you know, you're pretty much going to have to start doing that blatantly. Or <laughs> I mean, there's nothing left to watch, right? You can't, uh, you, you got to just watch anything you want to, right? Yeah. It's a pandemic. Pandemic oh, rules, yeah. Oh, Old French films, you know. That's why you don't watch it. You know. The
4: Emmanuel okay, series you on know Cinemax Start, sure. starting well, this yeah, Friday. The Emmanuel series is <laughs> <The Emanuel series laughs> very strong, by the way. I watched those as a young yes, man. Right.
1: Pat, starting on Friday, we're going to take your late night viewing uh,
6: <laughs> lists. Yes, you know what we need. We need the old Cinemax to make a comeback here because the new Cinemax, dates, right? They don't Cinemax really after dark, Pat. Stuff. Cinemax yes, After Dark, some solid anymore.
4: programming. There's,
6: there's some very fine young actresses there who never got the credit they should have. That's <laughs> exactly they're, they're right. Sure they, they should have been in some Hollywood feature in some of those. Mm-hmm.
4: Some thespians. And, the, to, you know, and we, the buff gardener, too, right? The buff,
6: <laughs> buff gardener who was
4: sweating up a storm yeah. and just <laughs> happened to need a nice tea. <laughs> And I mm-hmm. think there might I, have, I think
1: there pro- might have been some uh, lost in translation when women would show up and explain how great of thespians they are, and they wind up on late night cinemax. <laughs> yeah. where I said Thes- thespian, thespian. <laughs> yeah, right.
6: That's right. Yeah. Oh. I just talked. <laughs> I uh, I just talked to a fellow who's uh, kept himself in tremendous physical condition for about the last ten years after being somewhat overweight. He just got off the phone with my won't identify him. He says so far he's gained ten, and he sees no end in sight yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing. You know, we're all just getting fatter than pigs. Too. That's the other part of this thing. Yeah. We're all just sitting there. We're all going to get. We're just bloating. You know, it's
4: unbelievable. Proudly, but
1: if yes. it's
6: true
4: across the board, that's yeah. fine. It's not, I mean, we're all getting fat, yeah,
6: so it's you, fine. You
1: you stay uh, relative to the average. You you stay the same.
6: Yeah, but if you, if you outgrow your clothes, you can't go get new ones. You got to walk around. Sweatpants. You got to walk around in robes. Sweatpants.
1: Mesh hey, shorts. Yeah. Yep. All right, Pat, well, we'll look for those movie reviews on Friday. We'll talk to you then.
6: <laughs> ah, hey, uh, good Friday, too. That'd be a good day to do it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Why, yes. why not? We'll ask
1: for forgiveness later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. All right, see you, see you Pat. Alright, uh, and that is uh our time with Patrick Ricey has come to an end. For this segment of Maggie and Jeb with Robbie.
5: That's another thing I'm hoping is part of this new norm. Again, PJ Fleck, talking you know about a new norm after we come out of all this and that why does why can't the new norm be better? Why can't we improve ourselves during this? Shorts, sweatpants, really anything with elastic waist should just be the acceptable norm moving forward it after is. we're done with all it's this. Going right? to be. Yep. Shoplifting too. No more <laughs> handshakes, no more physical contact. Sweatpants, pants, shorts, anything with elastic waist. Uh, working from home, lots of
1: snacks. Sweatpants movement here. We'll start it. I'm Mackie and Jelly Robbins. Just pay for him, right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Find us on Apple, Spotify, or the Score North oh, app. Wow. And Wrapping with Royce, as always, is brought to you by Josh Arnold Investments.
4: And right now it's time to talk to Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, where you always get straight talk. Not sugarcoated advice. You can get that straight talk by calling Josh direct. His number, 952-925-5608, or you can listen to Josh right now with the Market Minute. Hi, Josh.
11: Judd, I hope you're doing well. Since I've seen you in, in sweatpants, um, it's a good thing you're not you're not on TV. I know I know what the saying is. I've got a face for radio, not for TV. Meantime, the market had another strong day, finishing up 779 points, closing at 23,433. That is on the Dow, Dow Jones. The S and P 500 was also up today, closing at 2749. And NASDAQ as well had a strong day on the backs of strength from Apple, Amazon, Facebook, Google, and even Microsoft squeaked up. Transportation stocks, particularly those involved with logistics, such as C.H. Robinson and XBO Transport, as well as FedEx, had especially good days as well. And having the transportation index, whether it's the logistics carriers, whether it's even the, the railroads uh, starting to move goods, is definitely a positive uh, for for the economy. I especially like uh, XP, XPO as it deals with last-mile delivery, and that's still part of the stay-at-home, work-at-home economy, which seems to be something that is going to continue going forward. As I have talked before, uh, trends that have started, whether it's the shop at home or, uh, movement, uh, as exemplified by Amazon in particular, uh, these trends have accelerated with the uh, government mandated shutdown which has put us in some could say in a little bit of a recession uh but those trends uh which we have talked about are going to accelerate and companies that participate in this will uh, especially uh, do well going going forward uh the next thing that uh, will continue to do do well will be anything related to uh Smartphones, which could benefit Google and definitely Apple, and particularly the applications uh, that that accompany that. Uh, Also, as part of the stay-at-home, you still uh, more people are watching TV and movies, uh, and definitely searching for the news. And one news item uh, today did help uh, propel the market. Not only was it uh, some. You know, better news related to the coronavirus, uh, and, and the potential, uh, for an oil, oil deal with the Saudis and Russians tomorrow, which moved the oil markets up. It was the news that uh, Bernie Sanders suspended his campaign. And as I have talked earlier in the year, the elimination of a socialist agenda uh it was definitely seen as a positive in the market. Hopefully we'll have some follow through with that. But I would emphasize, again, you know, this focus on the stay at home related uh components of the economy uh well are a trend that's going to continue and it's a trend that I have used with my clients to much success this year, uh, along with the asset allocation mixture Used of keeping up to 30% in cash, up, you know, 30 to 60% value oriented stocks, and the balance used for growth and shorter term trading. That combination, uh, has produced significant results that have far out surpassed, uh, the market Hold average. Second, Josh. Which says, gotta focus in on particular sectors, not the whole market. If you need some more information on this, don't hesitate to give me a call at nine five two nine two five five six oh eight. You always get straight talk, not sugar coated advice.
1: My Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.